Welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully you guys out there are having a great day. I know I am. I'm having a really, really nice day, especially relatively for what happened. I uh, went to a Super Bowl party last night, and it was a little bit, eh, I wouldn't say awful, you know, it was just a little bit like, I stayed up a little late. Now I finished the game. It was like around 11.30. I went to bed at like 12. So for me, that's late because I woke up at like 7. Um, and I usually wake up around 6.30, 7, something like I don't have an alarm. I, the sun wakes me up. So I'm like, it wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't a good idea to do that. I regret it. So relatively for that, right now, I feel pretty fantastic. I do feel pretty awesome. I feel like I'm ready to go. I have energy, which is nice. Um, I have a good amount of energy. You know, not just me saying it. It's like, no, I, I actually do. Um... So it's also the start of week seven. Today's Monday. It's the start of week seven, which is makes me happy. You know, I think week six is the first week that flew by. Like week five, it was fast. Week six flew by. I feel like we just started week six. I feel like I'm still in the midst of it. No, that that one flew by. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm week seven now. That's wild. Almost halfway through February. That's wild. Um. It's wild, it's exciting, you know what I mean? I'm ready for it. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. You know? I'm like, it's already been this long. Let's go. But yeah, I don't know how to feel. I I'm just like I'm ready. I feel like yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. I feel like I'm ready. You know? And if you don't know who I am, I'm a nineteen year old businessman, entrepreneur who started an e commerce business selling beats to rappers. So that's gonna be yeah, that's my main goal. That's the main theme of this podcast is basically some of the ideas that I have um, in life that I'm like, I I always say these ideas, but I never actually record them or anything like that. I usually just say them to my mom or something. She's like, oh, those are good ideas. So really, this is for ideas. The YouTube channel is more for literally what's happening in my life and exactly what I'm doing in terms of the business. Um, But this is more about, less about my journey, more about the ideas that I have. Which uh, we have some good topics for you guys today. First topic is something I learned yesterday. And I don't want to be a douchebag or anything, but useless friends. Useless friends is something I want to talk about because, well, there's no real reason to, to say. I feel like, yeah, the, the real reason of why, why I mention is because there, I was yesterday, I was at this party, I was at the Super Bowl party. I realized these people don't know nothing about me, they don't know I do this. They don't know, and they know me for years. And any idea that I would talk about similar to this would be just not even, it's not even worth it to mention it to them because they're high or they're either drunk or they're either too much into the game or, you know what I mean? Or they don't have an open mind in general. They're just not that smart or they're disappointed in themselves, right? It's an ego thing. And that made me really, really upset because I'm like, why am I hanging around here? So I left. But it's like, it was a moment where I was like, damn, why am I here? They don't even ask about me. They don't care. But actually, they don't. Like, yeah, they might say they do, but they don't. So that's kind of my take on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's kind of my take on useless friends. I think at a certain point, I had a couple. And I just dropped them very quickly. 
So it never actually stung. And I was homeschooled. So there really wasn't an opportunity for me to make best friends with anybody besides any type of other activities I was doing. And thank God I didn't. Thank God I stayed in my lane. You know, and I really, I really do believe that was like, it saved me. If I would have one friend right now, that would be holding me back. Yesterday, I hung out once, and I was like, dude, what is this? I'm not saying I'll never do it again, but yeah, I probably won't do it again for at least another two years, a year and a half, probably somewhere there. And I'm actually sticking to that. Like, you know I'm not lying. Yeah, I'm. when I have to go to bed early, like I did yesterday, I probably should have went to bed early. Uh, it would have been more helpful for today. It's like, come on. I also want to talk about, this is interesting, because I feel like this guy gets really polarized on the internet, but Andy Elliott is a fantastic, if you watch a lot of his long-form content, it's actually not bad. I want to show it to like my mom or something, because she doesn't like the way sales works. She thinks it's like manipulation, and I think a lot of people do. Because uh, to a certain extent, it's a thin line between sales and manipulation. But with him, he explains exactly what selling is and how to be successful at it. Now, the most successful salesmen are not manipulating, are not, are not uncomfortable. They're not what you're used to. You know what I mean? It's actually the best salesmen are people who do, who do it a little bit differently. And he's explaining that little bit of a difference. And I was like, whoa. So articulate. I mean, he's right there. He's right there. Does he say things that are wild and outlandish? Of course. Of course he does. But, you know, it's his opinion. It's just what, it's just what he does. Fuck it, right? I mean, he's allowed his own opinion. If, he, if what he's saying is true because he made all this money, like he said he did, like there's proof that he did, um, then, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could say, you kind of just say whatever you want about that topic. It's like you succeeded and I haven't. End of story. I, I think that's the end of the story. There is no more. But I think you're wrong because technically there's no more of that. It's the end end of story. You succeeded. I haven't yet. So I'm going to listen. Which brings me on to my next topic, which is interesting. But he also gets me fired up. So right before I go do sales, I start memorizing uh, my scripts. I listen to him and it reminds me why I'm here and why I'm doing sales training specifically. And I'm like, oh, right. This this is the tone. This is the energy. And his energy is so, it's it's like a text message. It just, you hear that ding and it hits you. And you're like, whoa, okay. He sends his message directly to your soul. It's not even, and even through a camera, he, he does that for me. And he makes me feel, and I'm like, all right, now I can get into a zone much quicker. So I think it's worth the time of watching some of his videos before I start memorizing scripts and doing the opposite and watching training after I'm done or anything like that. Um, the scripts that I'm memorizing now, I mean, I'm memorizing a lot. Uh, it's reminding me of acting back in the day when I used to act a lot because, because, yeah, because we used to memorize all these monologues sometimes. Sometimes characters would have monologues and you had to memorize it. And with this, it's far more improvisational. I can improv, I can... But when I nail it, and there's choices too, just like acting. You make these acting choices where it's like the, to make your tone sound better here or there, or to, <clears throat> excuse me, or to change your intention. So I can change my intention on certain lines 
and there you go. It's completely different, and I mean something completely different. I mean, even with the podcast, I think it's helping me out with this too, you know? So that's something that really resonated with me was tonality and acting choices. As I'm memorizing, I'm like, oh, this is my comfort zone. So I don't know if it's particularly great for most people to just memorize scripts, but at least for me, it's been working out. It's worked out better than it was than it did before when I was just doing frameworks. I don't know. It just wasn't quite my vibe. It wasn't quite. That's a stupid way of saying it. Not only quite, not quite my vibe. It wasn't resonating. Whereas, like I said, I felt comfortable memorizing a script. I know how to do this. I know how to make my own choices, make it my own, not just copy what they're saying. I get that. And when I read a script, it's like second nature to me to do that and not copy and not make the same exact choices as Alex Hermosi made or Andy Elliott or Jordan Belfort or whoever it is, right? I want to tell you guys a little bit of a story now. It's story time, and this one is timely because I did a production of a show when I was an actor, and I like that we're talking about acting this episode. I feel like we haven't talked about it in a little bit, but so when I was an actor, I did... um. I must have been I must have been a young kid. I and I did the show Little Mermaid. And my community theater. They did Little Mermaid. They love it. Okay. And I was I was going in for a callback for Little Mermaid. And I love it, right? Little Mermaid. I was so there. But I didn't think I was gonna get the part I wanted, which was Sebastian. I really wanted to play Sebastian. I didn't think I was gonna get the part I wanted. So I went in and sang with no accent. I was like under the sea. Yeah, I sang under the sea and I'm singing it. And I remember like literally not caring. Like literally, like actually just being like, yeah, this doesn't even matter to me. And now looking back on it, or rather, rather not now, we'll get there. I, I go into the callback. I forget like every word. But I know the words. Everybody knows the words under the sea. So I'm like, how am I forgetting these words? So I think we went, we started again. And then somehow, one way or another, I get the part. I play Sebastian. My biggest part. The most lines in the show for a man. He had more lines than Prince Eric did. And I was so obsessed. And I was so like, yes. I was literally like, yeah, dude, I got the part. Um, I was so pleased with myself that I... uh, then I was like, I guess I have to do that for every audition. I guess just don't care anymore. And it kind of brought this like new age of me, of Chris. It was a new age of Chris that was like, dude, who cares? Like, actually, like, who cares? And I was like, huh. Yeah, I don't care. That's how I got the part last time. I don't care. So let's just walk in, do our thing, and then there you go. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to sing your song. You're going to kill it or not. Who knows? And have a bit of a comedy show. Literally, who cares? And like I said, I did that. And then the next show I did that for, I got nothing. I got a part with like three lines. I was like, all right, this doesn't work. But it was a mind. Fr- it switched my mindset from now. This is where it gets to where I think about it now. It switched my mindset from being someone that was scared, nervous, to being like, oh, I'm not nervous anymore. I'm just having fun. And when you just have fun, you get what you want. It's interesting. I don't think a lot of people talk about fun. It's like if you just have fun, time flies. Everything flies and there's no reason why I why it wouldn't be helpful for me to have fun right now on this podcast like I am currently. Why would it be so serious? Because then I start saying that this is actually difficult work. But if I'm having fun then it's not difficult. 
if that makes sense. Maybe I'm putting it in my mind and saying that it's difficult, so I have to go hard. It's like I don't have to go hard because the more fun I have, the faster time will go. And sometimes things are actually difficult for my own threshold, where it's like my threshold when I first started doing this and by eight hours every single day, my threshold was like here. And then my threshold moved up once I got used to the eight hours. So when I first did the eight hours, it actually sucked and I wasn't having fun. Nowadays with the eight hours, I can have some fun. I can, you know what I mean? It's a bit of a comedy show, whatever. And with the amount of privilege that I have, and I don't love how that word gets used and reused, but screw it. The amount of privilege that I have currently, I can say whatever I want. I could do whatever I want. And it's not that I, I mean, like, I'm so free, I could do whatever I want. Not like, I don't care, I could do it. No, it's like, I'm so free, I can say whatever I want, I can do whatever I want. I'm not going to get arrested for saying whatever I want. Because thank God I'm, I'm in America. Good thing. And good thing I was so, you know, like I said, privileged that I'm given this opportunity to, to be the person who I want to be, right? Be the person that I cross that line, go all in. I have this opportunity, so why is it not fun? Because I'll tell you this, if I didn't have it and then I had it now, it'd be a gift. It'd be a literal present. It'd be a present. All the things that I have now, the little things I didn't even think of, right? If I take a kid right now, even in in a lower class in America, doesn't even need to be Africa, and put him even in my shoes. Some people, even people down the block, put them in my shoes and they'll find little things that are like, that's a gift. I never had this before. I never had that before. So it's like, it's all it's all fun. You know what I mean? Now I want to talk a little bit more about the mistake I made yesterday because we did talk about the Super Bowl, but I want to go more. I want to go deeper into this with um, in concern to my sister because we were talking yesterday and she had told me, no, don't. She was like, uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to bed. And she was like, no, 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 I just wanted to tell you. And I was like, what? I'm going to bed. I was like, what do you want to tell me? And she was like, no. Nah, Nothing. I just wanted you to stay. And it wasn't quite as dramatic as I said it. It was a throwaway. But it hit me so hard. All she wanted me to do was stay. And because of my dumbass, I had to finish the game. I couldn't have just gone home. Had a conversation with her. Talked about her day. My little sister, right? Talk about her day, talk, talk to my brother, talk about his day. Right? It's like even these stupid decisions that I make, even little ones that I make that are just so stupid, I'm still making them till this day. Where I got so upset at myself, I was like, she just wanted me to stay. And the, uh, the worst part was the quickest way for me to stay was for me to go to bed now so that I can stay later. Like tomorrow, if I would have stayed up till one and then done this, I would have been super tired or would have been, and then I wouldn't have been able to talk to her for a long time anyway. So it all would have went full circle. But I, it really, really hit me. It made me see it a little bit different. I was like, this is my oldest friend, right? These are some of my oldest friends, my siblings, my mom. Like these are, they're me. Right? We, we're, we're tight. I have to be an idiot. 
and risk that time. And I don't mean to say that. I mean, like, even the little, little times. It's not just, like, all the time that's grand scheme of things. Like, even the little times, they matter to me. Especially the little times. Like, that little half-hour stretch of just talking about your day. And every day I'm here, yeah, it hurts. It's annoying. It sucks not just having to spend all my time with them. But this is doing what's required. It's not hanging out with friends. Hanging out with friends, if you, if that's what's required for you to succeed, I don't know exactly what your definition of succeed would be then. Right? And it was my, my definition of success was having women and maybe even um, partying and live music. That was my definition of success. And that changed real quick because, thank God, COVID. That changed like that. Changed my perspective completely. And then it became, all right, well, what is it now? It's career. So I go into my career, and then, thank God, I switch. It's not career. It's family. And it's currently where I'm at. Where I'm like, if I had to kill a career or a family, which one am I going to do? <laughs> which one's more replaceable, career or family? It's like, maybe for some people, I guess, careers are more important. That's, you know, that's... It's their prerogative, you know, that's what they that's what they do. For me there for me, my family's everything. Like I said, missing an hour, two hours just because she wanted me to stay, we could just talk. Missing that's like, come on. I'll miss the Super Bowl for that. Come on, who cares? Who cares about the fucking Super Bowl? Yeah, like honestly, I know a lot of people care about the Super Bowl, but relative when I when I get so tunnel vision about my family said, like, well, who cares about the Super Bowl? It's, it's me and you. It doesn't even matter. We're just, let's just talk. You know? And nothing's going to stop that, especially not a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think Super Bowl uh, is going to stop that. All right, so I want to end on this last topic. That's this line. It's a line from a Beck, a song by Beck called Loser. It's a classic one. And it's the part where he goes in the chorus with the, I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? Dude, that's... I was thinking, I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? It's interesting. It's interesting because he's not saying, oh, I'm this, I'm the shit, I'm epic, right? No, he's saying I'm a loser. Yeah, I know I'm a loser. What are you going to do? Are you going to kill me? No, why don't you kill me? But you're not going to do jack shit. You know, and this is what I was thinking... Even yesterday, it's like, I'm at this party. I'm like, no one's crossing the line. No one's saying things that are wild. No one's doing things that are wild. We're all reserved and we're all playing parts to a certain extent. And they have to get drunk to start saying what they want. They have to get drunk to say wild stuff. But why? I know why. But I'd like the drunk people to tell me why. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I want... I want some understanding. I want some understanding for the fact that screw it, you are a loser, dude. Of course you are. Why is that a problem? Well, you kill me, dude. Kill me. Yeah, I'm a loser. Yeah, I'm a loser. I go to bed at 9:45. It's like, yeah, I'm a loser. I haven't made money with this company yet and I'm making long-term decisions. Yeah. I'm a loser. You could name a million things that I'm a loser about. So why don't you kill me? But you're not going to do that. So why don't you just keep going? 
You know what I mean? You're not going to kill me? Yeah, go ahead. Kill me. It's like, you know, it's like literally it's not even a big deal to be a loser. That's the idea. It's like it's not even, it's not even a big idea to be one. So what are you even annoying me about in the first place, right? It's what it feels like. It's a really good line, and it gets me going. I never quite understood why. Now I get it. All right, on that note, I'm going to end the podcast here. Hope you guys enjoyed. And, you know, honestly, this podcast today, was it really did fly by. And I, I know I sound a little tired because I am, and I, I was a little low energy, but I enjoyed myself. Hopefully you guys, you guys enjoyed too, and you enjoy the rest of your day. All right, see you next time. Peace.